everybody. Welcome to the HB Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast from handsomephantom.com. I'm your host, Dustin, here with me, beautiful boys, Brandon. Hey. And Ben. Howdy. What's up, dudes? Hey, what's going on, man? Not much. Just, uh, it's weird. I feel like we're at the point in the winter where it's like, especially now with COVID, like I'm not leaving the house really at all since I work from home. And I don't know, Brandon, even for you, since you're, I mean, you, you work at a bank, Mm -hmm. so you go out almost every day for that. But like, other than that, like you just kind of just go home. I guess you're here now, but yeah, Yeah, no, it definitely was cold. Today was cold enough that even with my coat, it was still pretty fucking cold. Um, I could deal a couple weeks with this shit Mm. and I'm just about ready for the sun to start shining again. Right. Um, it's been a mild winter here in Western PA. Not a ton of snow so far, but who knows? Mother, Nic- Mother Nature's a tricky bitch. The the thing that I'm worried about, not worried, but I was thinking, like, I had a hint of, like, the midwinter, I don't even want to say sadness, because I, I don't want to put it that. I didn't feel sad, but just kind of feeling down, mm-hmm. which this happened to me last year for the very first time. I've never gotten any kind of seasonal... I. I know it's called seasonal depression. I I don't have seasonal depression. affective disorder. Right, sad. sad. I had it a little bit last year, and I started to get a little bit of that feeling yesterday. Ben, you you have this. I have it from like January first through December thirty first, typically. Mm, damn, yeah. damn. So that's like all the time. Dang Your, it. Yeah. Yours is just affective disorder. Then it's just <laughs> yeah. an ad. Yeah. You ain't got no seasonal. <laughs> now, do do you, does it? feel worse though in the winter um i don't know yes but but also no mm. yeah i mean i think in the winter it feels worse because i hate the cold so much and so that just adds to any kind of mental anguish i may already have <laughs> sure yeah but no i mean it certainly affects affects me the, the winter does I noticed that when I go somewhere that's not here and there is um, this giant orange orb in the sky that I feel better. Mm, yeah. And, but that's the case any time of the year because right. the sun doesn't really shine here terribly well any part of the year. Now, you can get those lamps that are supposed to help with this. Yeah. And I sit in this dark room that I have literally <laughs> foam blocking the windows and stuff like that. So I could just get one and and put it here on my desk. That's right. See, I enjoy like my my uh, studio at home is based at my office at home. Not studio. This is a studio. My office at home is basically the same thing. I mean, my windows are blocked out. It's 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 in the third floor of my house, which is it's a walk up attic, but it's like a, another story. Like it's not an attic in the traditional sense. And I'm in the dark all the time, but doesn't really that doesn't seem to affect me at least i don't mm. think it does maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong right maybe a fully lit room would be better yeah. right what, yeah what does it for me is when i go to work it's part near dark and i get out of work it's part near dark part near dark yeah. <laughs> i miss the whole damn sun i yeah. used to every time it's like you know i'm coming outside like my day is feels like it's you know getting out of work i feel like my day is just starting because i can actually do stuff i want to do for the rest of the day and, uh, yeah, it's just not the same in the dark. Although, love the dark. Maybe not the best for happiness, though. I don't know. When I worked at the college, 
I would have to be like at a college fair or something by seven or seven thirty, or at least leave for it by then and be there by eight. And then maybe I'd work all day, you know, whatever, and then have another one at night. This is like four months of the year. This was my day and not get like done till nine. So already you're working 12 or 14 hours for the day. Right. And then on top of that, it's dark your entire existence. Yeah. Uh, and the wind, and the, and the fall and winter, which is when that season kind of is. So, uh, those were some rough times. So I'm a bit of a scientist myself. I was thinking maybe <laughs> if I inject <laughs> injected some mold DNA into my mold. body, yeah. oh, so you would think moles cannot be sad by darkness, right? Mm. By nature, okay. I need some mole man DNA. I was thinking when you said injection, I thought you were going to say something like. I don't know, sunny delight, dude. Yeah, you know, some some sunshine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, some yeah. artificial orange juice. All He's going the other way. He's all, going embrace the darkness, dude. All all that's called is diabetes. If you right. inject sunny D directly into your veins, that's all that's called. Uh, you know, a lot of people talk about the loss of his innocence, whether it's you know you first learn about sexuality <laughs> or about death or something to kill a mockingbird, you know, anything like that. I think one of my moments where I lost innocence is when I realized that. You know, uh, sunny delight or other fruit juices are actually horrible for you. Oh, they're terrible. Yeah, they're mostly fucking apple juice. Oh, half the juices are goddamn apple juice. You're right. I'm serious. I learned this because Holly loves cranberry juice, but she's very specific. She's like, if you just get cranberry at the store, it's most likely going to be mostly cranberry and something else. Right. You've got to get the hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. So, and I don't know whatever happened to just like good old fashioned fruit juice like every juice you look at it's like it has you know fruit has sugar in it but it's like natural sugar right but then it's like added sugars and it's like 17 times the content and i'm like i don't know i feel like god made apples to be pretty delicious if you just smash them and drink the juice it's pretty delicious right why we gotta go and throw sugar in there yeah dude i i remember one of the times i was in the dominican republic the, I was there for a mission trip, and the one of the the cooking ladies was she, they made juice. Uh-huh. And we were like, wow, this juice is the most amazing juice. They're they're so lucky down here to have like fresh fruit and uh-huh. you know special tropical fruit that we don't have here. And then like I had that illusion for a year until I went back and I saw them make this juice. They were just dumping oh, yeah. sugar in it. I'm like, well, <laughs> that's the key then. Yep. Yeah, that's how they make it so good. That's really right, is. dude. Sugar. So. Yeah. Well, anyway, this is the HP podcast. As I said off the top, your gaming podcast from Handsome Phantom. Gamer boys. And so thanks everybody for joining in. And I want to give a special shout out right off the top to our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. We've seen a huge uptick in patrons over the past few months. And we really appreciate that because there are fees alongside of running a podcast and a website. And so those expenses can be paid for via that and allows us to just do what we do. It also helps us like get rich and buy drugs. Right. Yeah, wow. exactly. I've been missing out. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, I just had to sound gangster. There for a I remember when, what was the first, the first thing we ever bought with? Well, no. We've bought equipment and stuff right. with with money before Patreon when we would have other money from different YouTube stuff. or yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think we've bought equipment, but at PAX one year we bought 
Was it the, was it 2020 packs? Is it is a company pizza? We well, bought we company. started our Patreon in January. Actually, I think it's almost exactly one year. Yeah, yeah. So we bought pizza. Yeah, we bought pizza with uh, with money for for the team. Mm-hmm. So and at that point, that like wiped us out. Now it would like almost wipe us out. So, yeah, hey. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> yeah. So we really appreciate that. And if you're not a patron already, consider checking it out because for just a dollar a month you can get early access to this show at the three dollar level you get early access to hb after dark our off-topic show that i highly recommend checking out and at the five dollar you can get your name in the credits you can be a patreon producer of this show that's right so enough with the plugs guys i'm gonna be real with you not a lot of news last week we were gifted with some news with the uh uh machine games announcement of yeah. uh the new indiana jones game this week definitely a lot lighter but yeah. still some things to talk about nonetheless so first of all i wanted to read some of this article because i i was gonna write it out myself and i was like you know what they did i'm just rewriting this article which makes no sense so can i, can I copy your work Right. I'm going <laughs> to I would rather properly attribute everybody, which I always try to do this from Joe uh, Scribbles. Oh. Uh, Joe Biden wrote, <laughs> Could you imagine? wrote this. Uh, you know, he had some spare time before the inauguration. So yeah, yeah. he wanted to let us know about Nintendo Switch in 2020. So Joe Scribbles over at IGN wrote this the headline is Nintendo Switch 2020 sees the second highest annual dollar sales in U.S. console history. Joe writes, Nintendo Switch was the number one console in the U.S. in 2020 for both units sold and dollars made and had the second best year for dollar sales in U.S. console history, only trailing the Wii's spectacular 2008. NPD's Matt Piscatelli revealed the facts on Twitter as part of a breakdown of December 2020 video game sales. During last month, spending across hardware, content, content and accessories hit $7.7 billion. A 25% rise year on year with 1.35 billion of that coming from hardware. Piscatella, Piscatella reveals that Switch was the best seller in both units sold and money made during that month, capping off an incredible year for Nintendo's handheld, which gives it the second highest yearly dollar sales in U.S. history. So then it basically goes on and talks about how Animal Crossing was a big part of that PS5 came in the second became in second best-selling console for dollar sales with ps4 ranking at second for units sold ps5 made more money in its first december than any previous playstation system did during the same period in the u.s so hmm. uh, and as far as game npd stats say that call of duty black ops cold war became the u.s's best-selling game of december and 2020 as a whole wow that's, that's always what it does though that's it always is. what call of duty does. yeah but that's crazy it is in one month. Now, here's That's one crazy one important distinction that the article makes. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Oh, wait. In second place was Call of Duty Modern Warfare. However, Animal Crossing New Horizons, which sits in third, includes no digital sales figures, meaning it could be well, it could well be placed higher in actuality. I guarantee it is. Yeah. You'd have to imagine second, maybe even first. At least second. What's what's the number on the first on Black Ops? Um, maybe he doesn't listen to the article, but it definitely does when he breaks stuff out. Yeah, so I don't, I don't have that info in the okay. in the article article currently. Well, 
I have to like at one point they said they had sold twenty five million. Mm-hmm. That's what they said. That's physical. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, Animal Crossing. I mean, we we've said this before on this podcast. So I don't want to tread old ground, but it was the right game at the right time, to the point that. I think that that game, I mean, I think there was a switch shortage because people wanted to buy a system and play during the most um, widespread lockdown time in the United States. But you got to imagine the Animal Crossing was also a huge factor in that. Yeah. 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 Game of the year nominated. Game of the year nominated. That's right. Best multiplayer nominated, too. (laughs) (laughs) I've expressed my feelings on that before. (laughs) People are still buying and playing it, though. Yeah. Like, one of my coworkers got a Switch for Christmas, and primarily to play Animal Crossing. Right. And their significant other bought a second one and is playing it with them now. It's crazy. So, the most interesting thing about this information, correct me if I'm digesting this wrong, is the... Switch in 2020 had its best year ever, and it was only second to the Wii. So the Switch sold better in 2020 than its launch and yeah. every year before this. Right. So first of all, that's just incredible for a Nintendo. Nintendo, after having the the dark times of the Wii U and honestly, the later half of the Wii. Yeah, yeah has really, really swung back with a vengeance. And that's with it being, I mean, granted, in the launch year, it was supply constrained too, but it was definitely (laughs) supply constrained this year from everything we've heard and seen. And just anecdotally, like walk into a store and try to find one on the shelf, I bet you can't. Right. Typically. This is confusing to me because I hear crickets from Nintendo right now. Well, so here's the thing about the crickets from Nintendo the, my theory on this is that traditionally Nintendo does not say or show things until they are confident about time frames. Yeah. They're not perfect about this. I was going right. to say Metroid. Metro- well, <laughs> Metroid was a little bit of a different matter in the fact that they had to completely restart right. development, which I think is why that occurred. I don't, sure. I don't think they would have announced if they would have known that was the the current landscape for the game. Bayonetta 3 also comes to mind. Yep. But this is technically a second party game since they're working with Platinum on it. So overall, though, they usually, you know, they'll announce something. They may not have a release date, but you can expect it within a year or two. Now, what? I keep thinking of exceptions. So maybe I'm not quite on the mark as I think. I think. I think they're more this way that you're saying than anybody else is. True. They may still, you know, they still have the exceptions, but they do it far less frequently than everybody else. Right. The other thing that comes to mind is Breath of the Wild, which again, they never technically delayed the game because they never put a window or release date. But it was clear that at some point during development, they were like, "Mm, yeah, let's make this a switch launch game. Right. So. Overall, though, my question is, we've talked about this before, but I'm wondering if this this information. Yeah. How many copies did obviously we don't know this, but how many copies did Breath of the Wild sell on the Wii U? It can't have been many. Hmm. 
That's a good question. I know one person who bought it on the Wii U. I'm willing to bet it's one of the highest sold Wii U games. Oh, no doubt. But there, I don't think there were many that sold very much. Either. No. Comparatively. Yeah. yeah. I'm just really curious, like, when they did that, obviously they, they changed the game, or they turned the game from being a Wii U title into a Switch title. So it wasn't like it was uh, backwards fitting. It was forward fitting, which is usually easier from what I understand, which I could be wrong, but I, from what I understand. But I have to imagine that a lot of people were like, well, I'm just going to, even if they didn't have a Switch, I'm just going to wait till I get a Switch and play it. Right. So I don't know. Not the first Zelda game to do that either. Yeah. With uh, Twilight Princess, which it's funny looking back on that now because arguably the GameCube version is superior. Yes. Because it doesn't have the waggle. I played both. Oh. Yeah. Dude, do you still have that disc? Which one? The GameCube Twilight Princess. Uh Uh-huh. That shit's rare. I should sell it. I mean, you should either sell it or or keep it as a prized possession. I'm never going to play it again. Damn, I'm pretty sure it's rare. I got it on I got it on Switch. I don't need it on GameCube anymore. Switch? Oh, not on Switch, on uh, um, the Wii. The Wii, yeah. right. And they also re-released it on Wii U, which I've seen did people... They? Yeah. I didn't realize that. They did an HD version, which a lot of people have clamored for them to re-release the re-release on, on Switch for that, but... So they only did the Amiibos then? I thought they were doing something else with that. Well, what do you mean? Because didn't they release Twilight Princess Amiibos? Was that just for fun? Yeah, they did one, the Wolf Link. Oh, I thought they did more than one. Okay. Yeah, I believe, well, technically, they did the Wolf Link, which was a pack-in with the game when they released it on Wii U just before the Switch came out. And then they did the Zelda Anniversary Amiibo, and they did have one Twilight Princess Link. I thought the girl with the stone head was in it somehow. Midna? Yeah. I think that's her name. Yeah. Midna. Yeah. She is on, she's riding Wolf Link in the Wolf Link Amiibo. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've never, I I know next to nothing about those, so. Wouldn't it be nice if my brain could absorb useful information (laughs) instead of very specific Amiibo (laughs) details? Yes. Dude, I just pre-ordered Banjo and Kazooie. Oh, hell yeah. From Amazon. Nice. I missed Byleth. So I'm going to have to hunt around for that. Dude, wait until that fucking who's the guy who's who's the villain from Final Fantasy VII? Sephiroth. Dude, he's, I'm, gonna, oh, he's dude. gonna get an amiibo. Yeah, he is. He's definitely. Oh. I'm a little honestly, it's annoying for some characters, but I'm a little disappointed that they didn't do alternate costume releases for Joker. Ooh, yeah, because yeah. they they've done other ones like that. Yeah, yeah. and even Byleth, since in in the game in both games, both Fire Emblem and super smash you can play as male or female by the way yeah i think they'd release both i would buy both of those because i love <laughs> that game but yeah uh, unfortunately amiibo is really slowing down they are i think they're re-releasing the super mario 3d world that would make sense for the switch one but yeah so here's the question that i had for you guys that now with this new info about the switch having its best year ever in 2020 is Nintendo still thinking about a updated Switch? I don't... Are we sure they ever were? That's are we a, positive they ever yeah. were? That's the big thing for me. Yeah. And second of all, if they were, I don't think they have any need to rush it right now. Yeah. I think if the numbers keep coming in, they will not. Mm. I think that... Here's the thing. This year... In or not this year, last year in 2020, they roped in the casuals. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I don't mean that in any demeaning way. I just mean the people that weren't interested in gaming or had a light interest. Sure. And then decided to get a light or something in 2020 due to the pandemic. And so now we have um, everyone else who bought a Switch either at launch or around that time frame. I'm going to stick to the fact that I think that the Switch, whatever this new Switch, Switch Pro, whatever you want to call it, will release alongside Breath of the Wild 2. Right. And they're going to say, look at how much better this game runs. Or look at these. It has XYZ instead. A solid right. 30 frames. Look at it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, well, the Switch U. Oh, no. Don't even say that. <laughs> don't even say that. Bad juju on the screen. <laughs> so. Switch 3D. Dude. Even worse. <laughs> And here's the thing, my dudes, I've, I don't know if I've said this on this podcast. I know I said it on Maddie's show. What's exciting about the idea of Switch Pro is I legitimately think that it will be able to do 4K. Damn. I think so. I think that they will be able to make that work. I'm just, I said this a long time ago, I'm just still not real convinced what Nintendo games I want to play. I need to play in 4K. Mm. You know? Well, I think all of them. Just yeah. actually, <laughs> just for the TV. I mean, you know, right. Whenever like, you're docking, that's probably only. the other thing for yeah. me. I never use my yeah. switch in dock mode. That's where it would be like almost necessary at some point. Right. Right. Um, and, you know, I'd even love for them to integrate Twitch. Like you could stream directly from your. Oh, machine yeah. Just to like, I don't know, because I feel like there's not as big of a presence on the switch streaming because it's not exactly easy. Right. right? So just to be clear for the audience, because I know there are some people that are thinking, Dustin, the PS5 and Series X do 4K and that's the new hotness. How could you ever expect Nintendo to be able to do 4K? But the thing is that people need to remember is that the hardware inside of a switch is NVIDIA. Yeah. And NVIDIA's big thing on the PC platform is NVIDIA DLSS, which is basically AI upscaling. So theoretically... If they can get games running at 1080p on the Switch, which is something that the current Switch already does, with some specialized N- uh, NVIDIA hardware that uses DLSS, I think that they could definitely get the Switch running at an upscaled 4K. Sure. Yeah. Which, as we've talked about on this show, DLSS, in certain situations, better looking than native 4K. Right. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Yeah, that's pretty wild. Specifically, it's it's not the case in every game, but Death Stranding was one that the mm-hmm. DLSS was improved. Now, Ben, so just elaborate for me a little bit. You you said, like, what Nintendo games would I want to play in 4K? It's not that I don't want to play them in 4K. Okay. I just don't know if I needed a new Switch to play the types of games Nintendo puts out. In a higher resolution. Sure. I mean, 1080 is great for most of the types of Switch games that are out. Mm. And, you know, obviously you can improve on that and and uh, they can make those games prettier in the future. But I just don't feel like I'm playing very many games where I need the realism of a higher resolution. Mm. Not even, I guess not even realism, but um, the textures of an upgraded system. So certainly if you handed it to me, I wouldn't say no. Sure. But like... Do I need to upgrade in order to get, first of all, something I'm probably not even going to use because I don't use handheld or I don't use docked very much. I doubt they'd be able to do it in handheld. I think in handheld, I would expect a 1080p screen. Right. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. Which like, would still be improved. It would. Yeah. 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 But I've never <sighs> trying to think if the, if there's any exception to this. I don't think there's ever been a time where I've been playing my Switch and I I'm not as uh as honed in as some, but I'm pretty honed in on on graphical fidelity. And I've never been playing a, a game on my Switch and been like, this could look better. Man, I a feel... new game at least. Okay. Dude, when Warzone drops on Switch, you won't be saying that. Oh, that's true. Oh, shit. Yeah. Could you fucking imagine? You'd have to buy your own memory card just for Warzone. You'd have to, like, hook up an <laughs> external hard drive with a USB cable to your, to your yeah. Switch. Yeah. I feel like... See, the games that I'm thinking of that I've been like, this kind of is not good on uh-huh. Switch are games that you would haven't played or haven't really been interested in. Specifically, Fire Emblem Three Houses. I thought that looked great. Oh, man. I felt like the the edges on characters looked so. I just thought that chunky. was part of the genre. Mm, I don't know. I th- I feel like the art style is never up to my my liking. That's because they're Nintendo games, and you're not a weeb. I'm not a weeb. Yeah, they just have that that certain look. The other game yeah. was uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Uh huh. Real bad. Yeah. Like it, the dynamic res on it on handheld i think goes like below 540p okay that's pretty bad big yikes which i mean that's a development issue yeah but i'm curious i just saw that the uh digital foundry did a video about the doom eternal port Ooh. and i'm pretty sure that they said that it was impressive oh but it's obviously not is it impressive or is it impressive for the hardware right yeah that's the they thing they said cyberpunk or no, not Cyberpunk. Oh my gosh. They <laughs> Imagine said, that. Oh my god, dude, that win- ran on Switch. They said The Witcher Holy 3 shit. was impressive, but it looks like trash. It's just it was impressive that the Switch could make it work. True. Right. True. Man. Man, I forget that I always forget that The Witcher 3. That's still a little hey, blow, mind blowing uh, to me. Next week, Cyberpunk's gonna be on the Switch. Dude. So Damn. That's another promise. That's broken. the will of good faith right there. <laughs> released on Switch. That would be <laughs> to appease the gamers. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> It's on four cartridges. <laughs> you have to <laughs> switch them. cartridges. And, you, and you don't, they're not like sequential. You have to switch them out the p- between missions. Literally, it's like, yeah, load load different it, loading the screen. It's like, to finish this mission, insert cartridge two. <laughs> it's actually car- cartridge C. They don't remember. It's A, B, C, and D or something. Wow. Ugh. Man, that would be... Nintendo would do some shit like that, though. So yeah. it's, it's, it's not even that funny. I was just thinking, I got on my Switch today to download code for a game that's not released yet. Am I allowed to say that I have this game, Ben? No. I'm not. Okay. No. I was downloading a code for an unreleased game, and I was thinking, man, I have not used my Switch in a long time. Uh Yeah. Other than, I mean, obviously, when Animal Crossing came out and then I played Super Mario 3D All-Stars. But other than that, I was like, man, I kind of miss this thing. You know what I played a little bit, like 20 minutes of? Okay. Uh, Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker. Dude, I'm That game's great. That game's great. I miss the deal. So for those who don't know, there was a deal that, you know, Wario 64 and the CAG guys and everything put up. Basically, if Walmart had a price error and you could get Captain Toad for $4.18, which I did. That's a good-ass game. I have never played it. Dude, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And actually playing... You have it on Switch? Yeah. Yeah, have it on Switch, and and you could even like, you know, your kids like playing video games. You can have one of them like hold the other Joy-Con, and they can like help you through the level and shoot turnips at things. 
It's actually really cool because they're not really fucking anything up, but they still get to play. Listen, I don't need my kids' help. All right. We'll Damn. We'll they play their them. own games. I don't need them to help me well, on mine. Well, fine. Dude. Yeah. Captain Toad was like one of the best games I played on Wii U. Yeah. Even Holly played that as well. I thought about texting you and I thought, well, he has the alerts on. Surely he'll see it. I don't anymore. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm honestly been very concerned about my level of notifications. Yeah. I haven't done anything. I turned off Wario months ago. Okay. But I turned them back on during the PS5 stuff. And then I turned them actually like probably in the midsummer. Uh, he tweets a lot more now that he has like five times the amount of followers as he did before PS5 times. But the uh, that's the only no- Twitter notifications I have on other than like direct ads and stuff. You have to imagine that Wario 64 is very wealthy. You know, yes, probably. But also, he doesn't make money on every link he puts up. True. There are links he puts up that there are no affiliate codes even possible. But it draws people to the account. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. If you find that he's going to reward you by following him, you know, when he does get to throw up an Amazon link or a Best Buy link, I think Best Buy has an affiliate program, um, or, you know, an Epic Games link or whatever, uh, or you can use his creator code, then those are going to, it's going to pay off. So let's say even if it's only one out of every 20 links he throws up, he makes money off of. Well, if you saw he threw up 20 deals, you want to stay following him because right. that one might be, yeah. Do you yeah. think you got the affiliate money from your $4 Toad game? Uh, I don't <laughs> think so because that was Walmart. I don't think Walmart has an affiliate game. Hmm. So anyway, yeah, Switch doing crazy well. Congrats, Nintendo. I just saw they had to delay the opening of uh, Super Mario theme park. Have World, you seen whatever. pictures of that? Yes. there's a wild. There's a video of Miyamoto giving a tour, and it looked amazing. Yeah. It looks a I want to go. It looks a little surreal, to yes. be honest. It, lo- it, it, lo- it doesn't look real, but it yeah. is. Yeah. Dude, I would... Honestly, I'm sorry. I love Star Wars. I loved Star Wars, but this is times ten. Yeah, way cooler. Yeah. I mean, it's going it's, to Super Nintendo World. Right. That's what it's called, Super Nintendo World. The difference is, I want to go. I mean, I want to go to both. The th- <laughs> I've heard that Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge is like basically a glorified shopping okay. area, which is still cool. If there's like two Star Wars rides and and a Stormtrooper, I'm cool. Which I'm guessing Mario has a ton of shops as well oh my gosh dude i told all holly all of them do yo, yeah i told holly i said if we ever go to this i need to pat like prepare 500 to a thousand dollars for merchandise <laughs> like right. random stuff dude you know what's super funny is i was just making fun of jokingly about disney adults and how like lame it is mm-hmm. but if if i could get a picture with a full-sized yoshi yeah. i would probably be giddy like a little kid that really is a revelation that you're giving me right now brandon yeah, I have I've made fun of Phil for his love of Disney. But really, I'm a Nintendo adult, which is probably oh. just as bad. Oh, no, my. it's no? not as bad. Not as bad. No. <laughs> OK, because we're going to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, you grew up with Nintendo. Nintendo, when they came out with it, was targeted at adults. If you go back and listen to like read some of the watch some of the documentaries and listen to some of the stuff that people have to say, like they were targeting adults because the kids were not like there was no precedent for kids to be into video games because there weren't really video games too much before that. Sure. Also, uh, 
Disney, uh, I love Disney, but Disney is made for children. The majority of it. Now, some of the new stuff they're coming, you know, it's it's more adult themed. But like the focus group of Disney has forever been children. So no, feels wrong. Disney refused to. I don't do... know if any of that's true. By the way, <laughs> oh. Disney refused to do a more adult version of Lizzie McGuire. Okay, mm. and Hillary Duff said, "I'm out." Damn. And that's a shame because we need more Hillary Duff in our lives. I think she's great. I do yeah. too. I wasn't I watched, being sarcastic. I watched the Lizzie McGuire movie at school when yeah. I was in like fourth grade because that's just was what we watched. Yeah. I thought it was fine. Yeah. At the time, I don't remember it. <laughs> I think it had a banging soundtrack too. Mm, yeah. I mean, Hillary Duff, I, I was saying this the other day. She seems like, and I don't, I don't know, she could be, she could be insane for all I know. But, you know, there's a, like, a lot of child stars that you look at them as adults and you're like, they crazy because yeah. they were a child star and it messed them up. And she's one of those where I'm like, she seems like a well-adjusted human being to me. I don't know. God, right. bl- God bless her. That's like, I always feel happy now when I see Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. He may still be nuts, but he's bounced back. Oh, he, he had, had a, some rough dude, days. He had no, drug no, no. problems. Yeah. He, he bounced back. He, I'm pretty sure he's married to, you remember the girl from Sweet Life of Zach and Cody? No, I never, the, watched, I never watched that crap. Anyway. He's married to her now. Yeah. And he's like, like literally I've seen pictures of him recently. I even saw a tweet that's like lowest point and highest point. Oh yeah. And he looks way happier now. Nice. He's been on, um, red letter media. He's done videos with angry video game nerd. So I want him to go on Joe Rogan. He's been on Joe Rogan. Are you serious? No, yeah. Shit. There's an episode with him on Joe. <laughs> All right. Guess yeah. I'm watch it. I haven't listened to Rogan in a couple weeks. Now. I haven't either. It's been a lot of like athletes and stuff. Yeah. He had a couple bangers. Kanye, McConaughey. I'm a little bit interested. Back to back. Did you guys listen to the Mike Tyson episode? No. I listened to clips of that. That dude is like crazy, but I'm saying this in a good way. He's like a beast, Mike Tyson. Yeah. So I'm a little interested. Yeah. He just recently went on the Logan Paul podcast. I don't know if you guys know about that. that But he did shrooms, like a bunch of shrooms, like on air before he was on. Dude, he brought his pigeons. He's just the coolest dude. (laughs) Because seriously, he owns pigeons. Look up these pigeons. Mike Tyson petting his pigeons. It's surreal. It's like accidental renaissance type shit. I mean, honestly. I saw him with my own eyes at New York Comic Con from a distance. He's doing an interview like up in one of the higher levels. And I was like, that's Mike Tyson. <laughs> that's that's the end of the story. My I just fa- saw him. My favorite Mike Tyson quote is he said he broke his back to an interviewer and the interview a- asked where and he said spinal. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it's just spinal. Spinal. Yeah. Well, God bless him. Yeah. Yep. Let's talk about Hitman. Ooh-wee. Hitman had a little bit of a, a messy week yes, it did. right before launch. So not good, not good for lunch time. No. So let's talk about that. Now, Ben, I may need, you know, about this situation as well. I'm familiar to my understanding. So Hitman three is an Epic game store exclusive timed exclusive timed exclusive for one year. And basically during all the marketing leading up to Hitman, they're like, you'll be able to import Hitman one and two for free if you own them. Right now there's an issue. Hitman 1. And we're talking specifically about PC. On everything else, you still can. Right. Hitman 1, available on Epic Game Store. Hitman 2, not available on Epic Game Store. So, basically, they were saying, well, if you want Hitman 2, you'll have to rebuy it 
and it's going to be heavily discounted during um, its launch window. And we will regular regularly put it on sale. Right. This obviously rubbed a lot of people the wrong way right. who purchased the game on Steam and then were told that they would have to purchase it again. Right. So real quick, before we there's there's update to this, but. I don't know. What, what are the overall thoughts? My first thought is, did they not realize? Is that is it possible in their planning and their development, their marketing? This was their intention, but they didn't realize they were hurt. Like they weren't going to be able to do it the way they thought. Because I don't anticipate that IO is the kind of studio that would be like, "Gotcha, right?" Like you know, you know they wouldn't. And I don't. I also don't feel like they're the kind of studio that wouldn't want you. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Every studio has you know their their mistakes, but. I don't feel like they're the kind of studio that would have been like trying to hide this if they knew. Sure. I could be wrong. So that's my first thought. My second thought is maybe they were trying to work something out and it got to the point where they just could not get to the point where they were going to work it out. Or, but I don't even know how this story broke because it seemed like, and we'll get to this, I guess in a minute, like a day later they had a fix already. Right. I'm trying to find the original good brandon well you kind of think it's some sort of contract or something i mean i bet you the shit was penned way back so is the controversy that they didn't do something to it up until this point or well no the, so, i don't think it's a contract issue it's that the data exists in steam's locked files their drm files and it can't be easily transported over to the epic game store here's here's my understanding as far as the the biz details Hitman 1 was published by Square Enix right. back when IO was owned. Were they did Square Enix own them? I and then don't they went remember. independent. I thought they bought them out, but yeah. Well, basically IO went independent and they took Hitman with them. And I'm guessing that included the rights or some kind of deal with Hitman 1 that they could do with it as they pleased. Right. I don't I don't know the specifics. Hitman 2 was published by WB. Yes. And now Hitman 3 is being self-published by IO Interactive. So my theory, Ben, I think you're, you and I kind of have the same thought. My thought was that they were hoping that they would have this sorted out or that they could reach an agreement with WB. Yeah. And it didn't pan out in time. Yeah. Wasn't WB like shitty with that sort of thing sometimes? Don't I hear stuff from WB about... PC ports and stuff. They're just kind of difficult. Um, they had that shitty Arkham Knight port, but that was different. I don't know. That, that, that was, wasn't a publishing thing. That right. Was, that wasn't a publisher. I, I feel like as a publisher, they're just trying to extract the most amount of money out of their product as they can, just like any publisher would be. Um, I don't know that they would have, you know, necessarily quarrels about the specifics of it, though. Right. So here's the other thing that I think is important to note. Before, and especially I said this before the solution was solved I, on Maddie's show is that we've heard developers over and over talk about how Epic is offering them so much money yep. to do exclusivity that it's like a security blanket that right. if the game doesn't do as well as they thought, the studio will be fine because right. they made all that money from Epic. So you have to imagine they're thinking, well, this is our first title that we're publishing on our own. And we should take the money for the health of the studio and, and figure that out as we go. As far as I can tell, there's no downside to it other than the fact that some neckbeards on 
4chan are going to be mad at you that you didn't publish it on Steam for a year. Right. I really, I mean, I'm not trying to be dismissive, but like from a studio standpoint, you have to understand like they're still getting their game out there. Evidence shows that the games are either selling just as well or better on the Epic Game Store, and they're getting a pocket full of a bank full of money to, to continue their studio with. You got a few people mad at you. You're going to have a few people mad at you no matter what you do. So there's a trade-off. It's also just a perk to be able to play the old games. Well, I'm one. talking about putting it as an exclusive oh, on, okay. on EGS. Yeah, Right. So... As this uh, news broke very quickly, we got a statement from IO Interactive and also, um, was it Tim or Tom Sweeney? Tom Sweeney. Tom Sweeney. No, it's Tim Sweeney. Tim Sweeney. Whatever. One of the two. Um, His brother, Tom. And- <laughs> yeah. Tim and Tom. Uh, basically, he chimed in. He's like, we're working on a solution for this as well. But from IO, they put out a statement that said, we are continuing to work on a solution with our partners to allow PC players who own Hitman 1 or Hitman 2 to import locations from those games in Hitman 3 at no additional cost. There are bold texts on no additional cost. We guarantee that players will not need to repurchase the games. Until we roll that out in the coming weeks, the Hitman 1 Game of the Year Access Pass will be free to own for all PC players who pre-purchased or purchase Hitman 3 in the first 10 days after release. We are so excited for you to enjoy the full World of Assassination experience. Thank you, IO Interactive. Now, it's interesting because they did not comment about the status of Hitman 2 Right. in that. You got to wonder if Epic, with Mr. Sweeney involved, is thinking like... His Sweeniness. His In his Sweeniness. Right. Thought... Maybe we should just cover this. Yeah. And buy out WB because this is making us look bad. Right. But I mean, these legal matters take take time. They can't sure. just be fixed overnight. But well, it's a legal and a technical matter matter. True. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that. So if you buy the game on Epic. Not if you pre-order, you're getting Hitman one for free. Right. And they've offered Hitman one for free in the past yes. on Epic. And if you buy within the first 10 days, you get it for free. Right. But then I guess you're right, because after that, you would have to buy Hitman 1, the the packs or whatever. So So here's here's my idea for the solution. And I said this a few days ago when I was talking about it with our friend Justin. Uh, Why didn't they just create like Square Enix does with everything? Uh, Obviously, this isn't Square Enix anymore, but... Why couldn't they have just created an IO login and enabled it in the first and second game? And as long as you log in on that game through your IO account, it's registered that you can play those levels. Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking is that the solution because they have some side of some sort of online. I think they do. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I am curious though. Or maybe we're not done with the PC talk, but how is it going to work on other platforms? Let's say PS4, PS5, whatever. How are they going to know for sure that you own the previous games? I am... Okay, I'm looking at the blog post now. Here's how it will work. Progression can only be carried over from Hitman 2, including progression you have from the Legacy Pack. Progression can only be carried over from within the same platform. 
Uh, essentially, it doesn't matter what specific console you have earned progression on. It only matters the progression can only move forward and within the same console family. Progression carryover is a one-time process, meaning once you've performed a carryover for a particular platform, you will not be able to do it again at a later time. Here we go. Here's the nitty-gritty. If you have played Hitman 2 on multiple platforms, you can perform a carryover for each of those profiles, but only within the same platform as listed. For example, if you've played Hitman 2 on Xbox and PlayStation and PlayStation, you can carry over your Hitman 2 Xbox progression into Hitman 3 Xbox and independently carry over your Hitman 2 progression over to Hitman 3 PlayStation. Wow. When you complete the, the carryover process, your existing Hitman 2 progress will remain as is. However, your progression in Hitman 2 and Hitman 3 will not be synchronized. So it's not just about progress, but I'm talking about, like, aren't you able to play all the old stages? Yes. So what if you... Here's an example. What if you have... Let's say you have Hitman 1. You buy Hitman 3, but you want to get Hitman 2, but you don't want to go back and buy it. Could you just rent it, stick it in your console, and then you get it on Hitman 3's platform? I have an answer to that. Okay. Here's how you get the Hitman 1 Game of the Year access pack. Consoles. If you have previously downloaded the Hitman 1 Legacy Pack, uh, basically any of the whatever, you'll be able to download it for no additional cost. Uh, the price for this a- access pass will be listed as free when you look at the store. So that's if you bought it digitally. On disc. If you own a version of Hitman 1 on disc, you must follow the process in the Legacy Pack's FAQ to access that con- content in Hitman 2 and then redeem the access pass. So what's the legacy pack FAQ? Let's go on an adventure <laughs> This is here. going nut, dude. Uh, okay. I'm trying to find where it talks about the disc. What's the process to redeem the Hitman legacy pack pass? Okay, this is the PS4 disc process for both the first season and definitive edition. Ensure you have the contents from the disc installed on your console and download the latest update from Hitman, released on November 8th, 2018. Launch Hitman and follow the prompts in the Hitman in-game store to redeem and download your Legacy Pack. When the Legacy Pack has installed, then it will be playable within Hitman 2 only. Is this... Wait. This linked me to a thing for Hitman 2. I'm assuming... It's similar. Here's what I'm assuming. Okay. Is that, and I probably should do this tonight, is I need to pop in Hitman 2 and install it on my PS5 yeah, and get it ready so that I can install Hitman 3 and then go to Hitman 2 and redeem and push it over. Right. That seems to make sense. It does. I only have Hitman 1. What's that do? You'll just be able to play the Hitman 1 ones. Yeah, and I think you can buy the Hitman 2 access pack for a lower it can't price. be that expensive i heard the number i'm pretty sure it's on eight dollars i'm pretty sure it's on sale too well so. the game is on the full game is on sale has been on sale for under 20 dollars many yeah. times recently oh no not, not that it's expensive or anything i just trying to wrap my head around this entire mess the why only, didn't i when we were at the family video going out of business sale why didn't i look for hitman 2 because i don't own it hmm. honestly it might be cheaper yeah for you to buy is. the levels for hitman 3 yeah the Okay, wait, here we go. Hitman 2 Standard Access Pack. How to get it. If you own a physical disc of Hitman 2 Standard Edition, you will be able to download the access pack for no additional cost through Hitman 2's in-game store. Okay, so my assumption was correct. Same thing. So, basically, I need to go and install Hitman 2 on my PS5. 
here's where things get extra hairy. Your saves. My saves on my PS4, the automatic cloud backup just didn't fucking work usually. So you just have to go in and. So I'm going to have to get my PS4 that's sitting over there collecting dust. Yeah. Turn it on, mm-hmm. upload the data, then install Hitman 2. Now, here's the thing. It's it's a small price to pay sure. for getting free content. It's right. not free. It's content I already paid for. But, I mean, technically we're upgrading it for, I don't know. We're probably. Why don't you just, don't you have Hitman 4 or Hitman 4, Hitman 2 on your PS4 still? Yes. So just get the access pass on there. Hmm. Don't bother reinstalling it on your hard drive. That's true. I think that would work. Yeah. That makes sense. There's no reason to take up that valuable SSD space. Oh, of course. Especially, with, I mean, it would just get deleted afterwards. Right. But anyway, we've gone over this point forever. Anyway. <laughs> what we're some, saying is it's a little confusing. It's a little confusing. They're working on a solution for the PC version. Uh, now, here's the thing. I'm going to leave this guy up to you guys. Here's what I wrote in the notes verbatim. I am tired of talking about cyberpunk, but do we want to talk about cyberpunk? Because they released that apology. Um, I feel like everything that can be said has been said, but maybe not by us. Let's give it three minutes. Three minutes. Start. We can each get like a minute. Right. And maybe even then not necessary. My quick take on their apology is it's bullshit. Yeah. They said that they thought that the PS4 version, to their knowledge, they, they didn't experience the same bugs. Uh-huh. It's a fucking lie. They're not bugs. It's the actual performance of the game. Yes. Did I now there you? are there are bugs. Don't get me wrong, but it's literally the the way the game performs and looks. You can't not experience that. Right. Did, did I tell you that I booted it up on PS4 base? Oh boy. On my dad's. Just for fun? No, he he has it. And oh. He only has a base PS4. Oh, and no, I actually man. I have never thought to myself, this game is performing bad enough that my dad would not like it. But I actually was a little embarrassed when I booted it up. I was like, we shouldn't have bought this for him yet. Yeah. We we shouldn't have. I, I mean, it was... I don't, I, I, I don't want to sound dramatic, but it was worse than I even thought. Yeah. To be honest. And that was like a week ago. So are you basically saying like, Dad, just wait until you can get a PS5 to play this? He was kind of like, yeah, it's a little bit weird. I'm probably just going to wait to play most of it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, you, you're, you're better off. You, you really are. So, yeah. Yeah. The apology was uh, bogus and it wouldn't have been as bad if all the stuff they said wasn't lies. Yeah. And weren't blatant video game nerds and people who play CD project games are not stupid. No. I mean, you, we get a bad rap, right? Because they're just wasting our time playing video games. But we know what we're talking about typically. And when you say, oh, the, the bugs we didn't experience on PS4. Again, what I just said a minute ago, it's not just that they're bugs. It's that it doesn't run. It'd be right. one thing if on PS4 your car blew up every now and then and didn't do that on other consoles or whatever. But it just runs at like 360p and... 12 frames and I just those aren't bugs that's doesn't work right yeah and then they tried to act like that they weren't trying to hide it they're like oh well you know we weren't we were expecting the day one patch for consoles blah 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 to fix this and like shut up right all right we it it didn't (laughs) by the way yeah 
is the day one patch going to make the last-gen consoles more powerful? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have four quickies that I just want to put out there as interesting info. Pokemon Snap has a new trailer that looks great. The game is coming out April 30th. Hell yeah. I'm excited about that. Is anyone else excited about that? I'm not not excited, but I'm not probably excited. Damn. That's a day one purchase <laughs> yeah. for me. I'm more of an arena guy. Arena? Pokemon Arena. Pokemon Stadium? Yes. Damn. I, I think one of them was called Arena. It was. Okay. Control will be on Xbox Game Pass for PC on January 21st. That's exciting. And it'll have all its ray tracing features if you want to check it out with your new graphics card. Cute. Hogwarts Legacy has been delayed to 2022. No surprise there. Finally, Resident Evil is doing a live stream showcase. It'll be this Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to peep it, I'll be checking it out. I'm very excited yeah. for the next Resident Evil. Yeah, I saw um, a small snippet on my discovery page on my PS5 of something. It was like... I was there with a, you. Yeah, it was like a couple seconds worth of first-person gameplay with like monsters in the background or something. Very cool looking. Yeah, everyone's it, simping it, about the yeah. giant woman. It wasn't, I didn't see a lot, but what I saw piqued my interest. Right. So. Yeah. So that'll be this Thursday. So other than that, though, that's all I've got for the show. Any games we want to talk about? You were going to talk about Sekiro. <laughs> yeah. So I'm frustrated, boys. Yeah. Because I've been doing this Sekiro Platinum run. It's been incredibly fun. Yeah. I've had a fantastic time because going i beat every boss legit no cheeses nice man even the demon of hatred which i was told was insanely hard not that bad yeah now some of the other bosses specifically the second owl fight with your dad uh-huh. very hard very very hard so i like the noises the owl makes the oh yeah when you're fighting him yeah yeah so it's been really fun going through and doing that and uh i went through to like yesterday and today i blitzed through the second playthrough because you're fully leveled up and the enemies are harder but you right. get 10 heals right off the bat so the second it's like bloodborne or dark souls yeah. like the, the the second playthrough you can do in two sittings oh yeah when i'm frustrated i have every trophy but one and the one trophy is get every skill uh-huh Boys, the amount of grinding of skill points required is insane. Yep. It is it is bad design. Yeah. To the point where you would have to do to get it naturally without just sitting and grinding the same thing, you'd have to do like new game plus seven. Dude, that's really? that's a yes. from game problem with platinums. Dark Souls 3 had the same shit. Hours of grinding. My, if you want to do it effectively. My assumption, Ben was that in New Game Plus, I would be getting significantly more XP, like it would right. scale with me. Right, it doesn't. Not really. To the point where it's taking me like maybe five to ten minutes per level. Ooh. Okay? I need to get 60 mm-hmm. levels. So, like yeah. 10 hours? Well, may- maybe my estimates are off. Either way. It is going to be an insane fucking grind. Yeah. 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 The problem isn't necessarily like the amount of time. It's just whenever you have to do something and you know that one specific task is going to take that long, just that task. Right. That's the problem. 
Well, and what I was excited about is like, this will be sweet. I'll be able to pop the platinum. I'll do it on stream. It'll be this exciting thing since we've been streaming the whole thing. I'm like, well, basically now my plan is for 45 minutes a day for the next week. I'm just going to grind. Right. Because I've made it so far that I cannot let it go. Yeah. I refuse to let it go. Right. And I'm being fucking, I'm not being forced. <laughs> it feels like I'm being forced to do this monotonous pass. I'm being held hostage. Well, I mean, in one sense, if you want to get the platinum, you are being forced to do it. And that's your only trophy other than the platinum trophy, I assume. Yes. Yeah. Wor- worse than the Chalice Dungeons. The Chalice Dungeons, at least I was doing something. In Bloodborne, yeah. Yeah. At least it was content. Oh, okay. And it wasn't just like, I have this farming spot that everyone says is the best, where it's like, run up behind this guy, backstab him, drop down, backstab this guy, run over here, backstab this guy, and then grab these two guys. Repeat the process. Yep, rinse. Rinse and repeat. Sit at the bonfire, come back up, do it again. Oh, dude, I've been there. Dude. Not not fun. I'm not, just... Not, not fun at all. I'm so frustrated, because I was like, I... The, the whole thing of the platinum, especially with games like this, it's like you do it for the the, the sense of accomplishment, as EA once said, a sense of pride and accomplishment. <laughs> right, but it's right. like I bested this game. I beat every boss. I did everything it has to offer. And I want the, the badge to show it. Right. And now I have to do this monotonous task that yep. a baby could do right. for hours. <laughs> Dude, all you got to do, cut out like a large chunk have a couple beers, turn on some music in the background, and just pretend like you're not playing a game. <laughs> That's what I did for Dark Souls. I seriously would mindlessly kill the same two Silver Knights with music on in the background for hours until I got the platinum. I was telling Holly, I was like, so if this, let's say this takes, I think my estimates were way off, because I'm thinking, I saw other people say that it took about, you know, like three or four hours of grinding. Uh-huh. I was like, if I could pay someone $10 an hour and just pay someone $40 <laughs> to do this grind for me, uh-huh. I would do it. Dude, Fiverr. Yeah. I'll hire someone to, <laughs> to do this task for me. You they, actually can do that. Facebook, you can? Facebook market. You can hire someone <laughs> to log in and, and activate all the trophies somehow. It's probably, I'm sure it's against TOS and everything. Oh, but yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, dude. I bet that's how a lot of people unlock skins and stuff in Call of Duty or like any of those online games. Maybe, yeah. They just pay people to do it for them. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I feel like I've belabored the point at this, but I get it. Either way, it's been a very enjoyable game to platinum. I highly recommend anyone going back if you didn't finish it or have never checked it out. It's fantastic on PS5. Nice. You're really selling it to me. I never finished it, so I'm. You guys should at least finish it. Yeah. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. But you're going to have to start at the beginning now. It's been too long. Yes, absolutely. It hasn't been too long for me, but. Here's the thing. Because I have played it on my PS5. If you get, I can, I can point you in the right direction. If you get stuck. Yeah. So you had started replaying it a little bit. Yeah, I did. How I far did you get? Not. Not. Okay. Not. Yeah. Not far. I haven't yeah. played it since uh, like two weeks after it came out. Yeah. Every time I think about playing it, I just think about having a heavy weapon. And you want a heavy weapon. <laughs> yes, that's all I want. Dude, it's so weird. I, in any soul's born game i've never wanted a heavy yeah. weapon yeah i always want a heavy weapon i want to roll i know you're gonna call me something filthy. oh no no dude you gotta have dexterity but you also gotta have strength I have. brandon were you a fan of um i don't remember the name of the weapon it's the sword 
that you can like attach the hammer to in Bloodborne. Oh yes, yeah, that thing is sweet exact, because it was a super nimble sword. Yeah, but then you could put it in the hammer. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I used that one. One of the biggest disappointments of Bloodborne is the threaded cane, the pimp oh, cane, the like whip. Yeah, that turns yeah. into a whip. Yeah, it's such a cool weapon, but it's just not good it's got a little bit more range than probably some of the other things but it just doesn't hit like the other ones do yeah any games anything else boys or no i mean nothing really new i played uh a little bit of loop hero um what empire pyre oh i did play pyre yeah i played a couple hours of pyre yesterday uh it's one of those games i wanted to play and never did and it just passed me by so i finally played it and i like it I mean, I knew I would like it. It's super giant. I played the demo at PAX um, the year it came out or the year before it came out, maybe even. I don't remember. And uh, it's great. It's very super giant. And it's like sports and RPG and narrative all wrapped into one. Hmm. So. It just made me think that I want to go back and finish Hades, but I'm afraid to. Why? <laughs> because last time I played it was the beginning of my thumb hurting really bad. Uh-oh. The Hades is Hades caused my injury. No. <laughs> Use your pro controller. Pro controller? Yeah. Which you, pro controller? You don't have it on Switch. Oh, I do have it on Switch. No, I don't. But I could hook oh, up my... you don't have it on Switch? No, I have it on PC. Okay. Now, here's something I just thought of, though. The problem with Hades was the repeated use of the thumb yep. on the face buttons. Right. Could I remap the primary attacks to, your mouse. to like the mouse keyboards hard? Okay. It does not feel good in that game. Maybe I could remap the button mashing to L1 and oh. use my, you know, my pointer finger. Even honestly, for like repeated taps, I had this issue with Maneater. If you use a face button, it's way easier. Face button? Yeah, like X. Well, that's what was giving me pain. Was repeatedly oh, tapping true. a face button. That's true. Because I have a problem you where... You have the opposite of me, where I'm like, I was spamming R2, so like, it didn't feel right to spam oh, the top buttons. Yeah. But it's your thumb that's the problem. That's right. Yeah. My problem is that when games get too intense, I tend to press harder. Oh. I think that's yeah. pretty common for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. So I'd be like mashing yeah. as hard as I could <laughs> on the controller. And I think that... Oh, yeah. My thumb was fucked up for years, but that was the the thing that made it really come to light. It feels great now that they shot it full of steroids. Right. Fantastic. How long will it last? I don't know. Now you'll literally thumb a hole through your controller if you try. Wow. You got, they gave you superhuman strength. <laughs> I just wonder, I mean, like, since they put steroids in my thumb, am I going, is it gonna, am I going to have either roid rage? Am I going to get breasts? You yeah, know, you that's a, a thing. No, dude, your thumb Ball is, shrinkage. Your thumb's forehead is going to grow oh. and it's going to lose all of its hair. Shit. So well, be so be ready. If it's that's not that the worst big. that happens, then it's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I guess we'll end it off there. It's been an hour and two minutes. Wow. Oh, flew by. It did. Thanks everybody for listening. It's been real, and we'll see you next week. The HP Podcast is fan funded through patreon.com slash handsome phantom. Thank you to our Patreon producers. Adam THM, Edward Walton, Stewie108, Charles Pedersen, Toby Ryland, Matthew Major, Straw Hat Ninja, Shuttlesworth, Michael J. Sutherland, Jared Cavaliero, and Jason Cannon.